James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! We're talking about practice. Welcome to another episode of the Buckets and Beards podcast. And I know I said it last week at the beginning of the episode on what a week in the NBA, but holy crap, what a week in the NBA. It is absolutely blown last week out of the water, hasn't it, Foss? Oh, there is a lot of things we're going to need to talk about today. I think uh, I think we're just going to have to throw the structure out the window today and just this, like I said, there's just so much to get yeah, through. Yeah, we're going to blow it up. We're going to blow it up. We're not going to do our top threes. We're just going to have a couple of things we're going to talk about because there let's be honest. There is so much to talk with, about. With our rambling on, we're probably going to go for over 10 minutes on each of the points. Oh, absolutely. Um, so let's just stick with one of our regular traditions and have our unofficial drink sponsor. Play my music. If you want a refreshing drink, I would tell you to drink it. No matter what that coupon says. Right, man, say it. No. Righto, George, what's our refreshing beverage over there? Our refreshing, unofficial beverage sponsor for today is a favorite of LeBron James, I'm sure, and probably half of the NBA, if not more. We're just going with the old traditional Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Just a straight up Dr. Pepper. I do like Dr. Pepper. It's been a hot minute since I've had I it. I haven't had it in a long time too, but uh, and yeah. Look, not going to lie, I've gone the zero sugar version for myself. You've got uh, regular. Oh, come That's on, mate. I'm on a health kick at the moment. Yeah, Give me mate. full sugar. Well, I only, f- only found that out yesterday when I already <laughs> bought the drinks. So. That's all good. Cheers. All right, cheers. Still delightful. Still tastes a little uh, cough syrupy a bit. Look, it is a bit cough there. syrupy, but it's better than some of the other trash that we've tried. Oh, you want to hear an interesting story about drinks? Go I for heard it. The other day. I was watching a show the other day and... Uh, during World War II, obviously there was some tariffs between America and Germany and they couldn't get in the materials to make Coca-Cola. And so they used what they had there to come up with a new drink that they actually called Fanta. Yeah, right. And that's how Fanta was discovered. Look, that's a, a useless piece of information that we've all learned today. So yep, we useless that. information. <laughs> all right. But let's get into it at the moment. And Dude, where do we start? Where do we start? Seriously, so, do we do we start with coaching changes? Do we start with trades? Do we just start with the fact that nobody plays defense in the NBA anymore? Let's, let's start with the sacking of Adrian Griffin. Okay, let's go there. I think it was overdue. I know that's a really harsh thing to say for a coach that has won... I think it was something like the, sec- the second or third highest percentage of games in the season before they got sacked. So it was 30 wins, 13 losses. Only David Blatt for the Cavs, when LeBron came back for his second stint, he got sacked. He had a higher win percentage. And there was a dude for the Lakers whose name I can't remember now, but that was in the 70s. And he actually had like a, a cycling accident or something like that. So... It's pretty uncommon that in this sort of situation you're going to sack a coach, but, but they, the the obviously ownership and the players just went. This isn't right. It's not the right fit. Yeah, and like from all reports coming out of Milwaukee, he had just lost control of the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. I think and I think when you've got a, a lot of a lot of the players just could not put their um, 
They play their hardest for him. They didn't want to play for Adrian Griffin anymore. I think, again, as you say, from what you hear coming out of Milwaukee, a lot of the issues stemmed around the defense. Yes. And he's, you know, Adrian Griffin's come from Toronto where they played a, a specific scheme under Nick Nurse. And he's tried to do the same thing in Milwaukee, which brought Brooke Lopez out of a drop coverage. And the players, after a few games, literally went to him and said, this isn't working. We need to change it. Yeah. You know, surely as a coach, that's your job to realize and go, heck, this isn't working. It was working for Lopez. Like Lopez is almost averaging three blocks a game. But that's because they've switched him back into drop coverage. Yeah. So, look, I think, yeah, you're right. He, he essentially lost the locker room. Yeah, there's been reports, and especially that Giannis, Giannis. Apparently, yeah. Giannis just doesn't like want him in the wasn't in the, listening in the to him. Stadium. Wasn't, yeah. Was refusing to sub out of games and into games. So yeah, it's it's a tough one. I did hear a little thing about how he might have um, also bad mouth um, Thanasis Antetokounmpo. I don't Ooh. know how legit Look, that story is. You know, I love a good conspiracy. And look, you could be onto something. Apparently, be yeah, he, he said something to somebody about Thanasis that got back to Giannis. And that, that family is so tight. That was the last straw that broke the camel's back. And we all know that he's only in the NBA because his brother's Giannis. Oh, 100%. He's, so, he's, the, he's the highest paid hype man in, in yeah, the world. That's his job is to wave a towel. But it would look. It wouldn't surprise me. if something was said and it go back to Giannis. That's going to be enough to, for him to be like, "No, I'm not playing for this guy." And it's a shame because he's going to be a great head coach in the NBA. But that just wasn't the right fit for him. All right. So they brought Doc Rivers out of retirement. Yeah, was he actually retired? Yeah, he was working for ESPN. I yeah. would say that's retirement. I just think he got sacked by Philadelphia and couldn't get another job. It might have been. And then ESPN went, hey, you know what you're talking about. But what we you- need to save some money, so we're going to get rid of two of the best callers in the NBA, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy. <sighs> now we're digressing again. What What do you feel about that hiring? Look, I haven't been the biggest fan of Doc Rivers as a coach. He's still better than Jason Kidd. Um, but, as far as who, but as far as who's available at the moment to make a mid-season change, because you're not going to get an assistant coach from another team mid-season. You've got to get someone out of the college ranks or outside of the NBA. So I think Doc Rivers coming in was a good way to keep Giannis happy. Yes. I don't think Doc is going to come in and change too much up. He's going to want to keep the peace and try to get everybody playing on the same page. Maybe towards the later parts of the season, he might start trying to run his own system. But I think at the moment, he's the sort of guy that's going to come in and he's just going to continue doing what they're doing. With that much talent on the roster, with Giannis, with Dame, Chris Middleton, Lopez, Bobby Portis. It's they, a stacked, stacked They team, should man. be like really pushing the top of the East with Boston. But they do just look like they're a step behind like, defensively. They were sitting second when yeah. they did fire Adrian Griffin. Which, again, we said it is huge. You just don't sack a coach in that situation. But it's just that Adrian Griffin wasn't the right fit to make a playoff run. I think Doc is tactically a better coach and is going to be able to make those defensive adjustments to improve their defense. Like, I think I think I did like Doc Rivers as a coach when he was up in Boston. Yeah. When he had the big three out there, he had big ticket. Ray he knows Allen, how to work the big uh, players. Rondo, Paul yep. Pierce. Um, but... Yeah, he hasn't really done much since then. Like, he couldn't keep Philadelphia together when he was there. 
um, couldn't get I don't Ben think, Simmons. I don't think on the we can page. blame. I don't think we can blame him too much for what happened in Philly. Yes, it was. I I personally think it was really unfair that they threw Ben Simmons under the bus. You know, you make one split decision in a game that doesn't cost you an entire series. So yeah. I think that was super unfair. But as far as when they made the trade to bring in Harden. I think Doc did the best anyone could have done in that situation when you're trying to manage James Harden's ego. Yeah. And you, you did mention Dave Blatt, who was the yeah. last coach in a second position to be fired. Yeah. Um, and what did the Cavs do that season? They won the, they won the chip. They won everything. And so. the, the Lakers won the chip in 79-80 when they made a coaching change too. So, yeah, history yeah. suggests that they're going to push. But you know, like you said, Doc comes from the background of coaching in Boston with the big three. He's coached to the Clippers. He's coached in Philly with Embiid and these guys. So he knows how to manage superstar players. And, and by all reports, he knows how to get the best out of them as well. So if Giannis and Dame and these guys buy in, I think it's actually a, a, it's going to be a good move for them. It looks like he'll coach Monday or Tuesday, our time. Okay, so so soon he's brought in Dave Yeager, who used to coach Sacramento and Memphis yep. as one of his assistants. So it'll be interesting to see how he fills out his coaching panel and how long it takes, as you say, for them for the players to adjust to the new structure, or how much he actually changes the system. I guess since he has championship experience, um, it might be something that it doesn't take very long because he's probably already got the respect of like your Dame and your Giannis and they're really the leaders on that team. So if they're yeah. falling in, everyone else is going to need to fall in behind them. Surely as soon as he walks in the building, there's that level of respect just because of who he is and what he's already accomplished in the league as a player and as a coach. Yeah. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, but it, it did surprise me that he was the first coach to get sacked. Who would have you sacked before him? Well, you know my feelings on Jason Kidd. Yes, but well, even he's he's they're doing Dallas are doing fine. Dallas are doing fine. Um, does that bring us to our next point? In a second, does the other thing I just want to mention quickly on on coaches? Um, Wes Unsell Jr., the coach of the Wizards, has stepped down and okay. is going into a front office role. So I'm not sure if that's now or end of season, but Wizards are going to be looking for a new coach too. Yeah, right. So hopefully Adrian Griffin gets another go. He, he um, should. He's still only young. He's still learning. He might have to take two steps back before he can take three steps forward to go back as an assistant for a while again. Yeah. But, you know, he, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he gets another chance. Yeah. Um, and the next thing that we really need to start talking about at the moment is some of the unbelievable scoring performances that have happened in the last week. It has been ridiculous. So if uh, you haven't been watching the NBA, um, first of all, we started out with um, Joel Embiid, who dropped 70 points. Yep. And Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, dropping 62 on the same night. And do you know what night it was? Uh, same night that Kobe dropped. Did he's 81. Uh, 81, yep. 18 years ago. Do you know 18? that's been 18 yeah. years ago? Did you, Kobe died four years ago. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, and then more recently, we had Luca, who dropped 73, and Devin Booker also dropped 62 on that same night. All right, so that's insane for starters. Like, 
you look at the highest scores in the NBA. I was looking at this just before we decided to start recording. Lucas 73 ranks fourth all-time Yep, high scores in a game. Tied with Will Chamberlain and David Thompson, but fourth all-time. Yeah, Embiid is about, what's that, about 12th, equal 12th all-time now. Yep. Um, and because there's you know, a handful of players that have got 73, 72, 71, and 70. So, yeah, I mean, that's just ridiculous scoring. Big Cat, 62 in a loss like to Charlotte. Yeah, and Booker was 62 to, in a loss as well. And yeah, they lost to Pacers. Yeah. So but that's certainly a couple of things we need to touch on. I know we, we named one of our podcasts before, like who needs to play defense. Um, and Everyone. It's obviously to. continued because I know we know that the NBA is not known for their defensive prowess, but holy crap. Like That's you, insane scoring. It is ridiculous. Does it come down to the coaching that like you allow a player to just dominate you that hard? I know that you listen to some of the analysis, especially around Denver, and they'll often say, just let Joker have whatever he wants, 30 yeah. points, 35, 40, whatever. Try to stop everyone else. And stop everyone else. Exactly right. And you look at these big scoring games, Big Cat drops 62 in a loss. Yeah. Book drops 62 in a loss. Well, was- Luca dropped 73 and they only beat my garbage Hawks by five. Yeah. And and even in Embiid, they won. But again, they didn't win by a lot. They didn't win by a lot, yes. And I watched most of the Embiid 70 and I went back and looked at the highlights of Luca, and I also watched the highlights of Big Cat and Booker. So I've seen mm. everything here. And the thing that stood out for me was Embiid and Luca when they did got both dropped their 70 points, Actually, we're taking good shots. That's what was about to be my question. Is were they, they taking good shots or were they forcing? Luca was just working his way to the basket. He was doing his thing. He wasn't rushing. He wasn't getting out of his comfort zone. He was just doing what he was doing. But he just caught fire and they just couldn't stop him. But he also had 10 rebounds and seven assists. Um, the Aussie Josh Green yeah, um, had his highest season score of 21 yeah. points for the game and stuff. So like he had people backing him up. Yeah, It wasn't just the Luca show. And then um, Joel Embiid as well. Like he was just getting to his spots. Yeah. Like, and, and then was, does that. there wasn't much that they could do it in. He just caught fire, went to the foul line a couple of times. He actually missed a couple of foul shots. So, so he, he probably could have had more points or sat longer on the bench. But Embiid does that. Embiid just gets to his spots and knows what he do. Lucas is the sort of player that can just turn it on and yeah. shoot the heck out of the ball. Big Cat, the self-proclaimed best shooting big man in the history well, of the game. He you, shot the you, ball well. You beat me to this. So Big Cat had like what was it 40 points in 44 points in the half and it was 9 of 11 22 or 22 something. and but he was criticized even by their coaching staff yeah for putting up immature shots and chasing chasing 62 points. yeah um and a lot of the shots he put up were early in the shot clock or just highly contested shots and they'll go in because obviously best it's players in the fight. world yeah, they catch they fire doesn't matter what sort of defense you're going to play, it's going to go in. And look, we know even just from our own experiences, there are nights where you're just on yeah. and it's ridiculous and you can drop shots just absurdly. And, and that's what like, these guys are doing on we're a not getting basis. In, We're not getting into the refereeing because there was some horrible calls at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Big Cat only had four points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So what does that tell you? That, um, yeah. I don't know. He was putting up bad shots and bad they just had stopped just, dropping. It's bad shots. Exactly right. He cooled down. It was bad shots. And look, I've never really liked a lot of Devin Booker's shot selection. Yeah. Um, I think he did was doing a lot better this year, especially with KD on the team and stuff. Like 
he was giving him a lot more space to take open jump shots and that sort of stuff. But watching that game and like his 62, they were bad shots, man. Yeah. There were so many contested shots or like, yes, he's a superstar and yes, he made a lot of them. But I'm just like, damn, bro, use your teammates. It's interesting because I know we've harp on about this a little bit too, is that you look at these guys. So any of those four players that we've just talked about and they're, they're big scoring nights, they're probably taking 40 shots, 45 shots, somewhere in that sort of ballpark. You know, you look back at games in the 90s, that's what a whole team would take for a game nearly. Yeah. You know, you've got guys like this that, you know, again, Big Cat is the example. I think in the end, he, he shot 9 of 14 or 9 of 16 yeah. threes, that sort of thing. Again, that's more than what, you know, teams in Michael Jordan's era would shoot in, in a game. Like we're recording this on uh, Sunday afternoon. And the Dallas is playing in today. So they had a back-to-back after Luca's uh, 73 points. And he looked tired. I know there's always been questions around his conditioning and that sort of stuff. Um, but he just looked tired. And the Kings, the Kings were able to just get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. And I stopped watching uh, sometime in the third. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure on the result at the moment, but yeah, the Kings were up by double digits. Yeah, look, you're going to be tired after those sort of scoring performances for but sure. Should, should they? Should he be? Like, there was quite often Michael Jordan would have back to back 50 point games and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then he'd come out the next night and drop 30 on you. Michael Jordan was a different beast altogether. Like but we've said, there's always been questions there's, there's around Lucas question conditioning. Yeah, question mark always. around his conditioning and his. Commitment to the weight room, his commitment to his diet. You look at how many players in the NBA do you think you could realistically drop back-to-back 50-point games right now? Steph? LeBron? You got anyone else? Tatum, maybe? Embiid? Embiid, maybe? If he's healthy? Like, there's no, not, there's there's not, not many, too many guys many out players there that, that, that. that are going to be doing that these days. Yeah, you know, um, how many big things, like we just said, Dallas beat the garbage Hawks by five. Yeah. In Atlanta, so they're traveling, etc. I get all of that, but how many minutes did Luca have to play yesterday to get a to get the win? Yeah, but also to drop seventy. Like, did he play well, forty-two it went, minutes? It also went to overtime. Yeah, like how many minutes did he play? Of course, he's going to be gassed. Yeah, um, and just but look, looking at his pedigree and how of an star he already is at his in his early twenties. Um, at this point in his career, Luca already has seven fifty-plus point games, which is insane. And he also has two 49-point games. So pretty close to that. Do you know off the top of your head how many 50-plus point games Dirk Nowitzki had for his entire 21-year career? For the sake of the pod, I'm going to say no because you told me this just before we Come started on, I'll, recording. I'll, I'll set you up there for it to look like a genius. But Dirk only had two. Which is crazy, like, isn't Think it? about how great of a scorer Dirk Nowitzki exactly. was. But... You look back at the 2011 finals that Dallas won, yep. and Dirk was an absolute beast. Like, he beat the big three in Miami yeah, to win his chip and that sort of stuff. But they were low-scoring games. They were. A lot of those games were in the 80s, yeah. maybe 90s. Teams weren't scoring triple digits. Yeah. So, when he's putting up 30, 37 points, that's still one-third exactly of your right. team's points. Exactly right. Now, look, just back on Luca for a sec. I've just brought some stats up at the moment. So, going back to yesterday's game, he played 45 minutes, 
shot 25 of 33, which is insanely efficient. Was it an OT game? Nope. Oh, I thought it was OT. No, 45 minutes, 25 of 33, and 8 of 13 three-pointers, which is just... Look, the the highlights were amazing to watch. Like, I I didn't watch the full game, I'll admit. I just watched every bucket that he scored. Yeah. And it was impressive. Yeah. And you got, as you said, Josh Green, 21 points, and Dante Exum played 27 minutes with 9 points. But then you come to today, and Dallas are playing Sacramento at home. They're currently down 10, three, just under four minutes to go. Luca's already played another 41 minutes, but he's eight of 24 and zero of seven shooting with 23 points. So if if that doesn't tell you that his legs are shot, yep. I don't know what does. And yeah, like, I don't know what to say about his condition, mate. Oh, look, he's in better nick this season than he has been in the past. But there's always been those questions around his condition. Right. Moving on, looking at Embiid, um, and he actually just missed today's game. He did with uh, was it a knee soreness? Knee soreness. And there is big question marks on whether he's going to play enough games to um, qualify for Post-season awards. awards. And like he's having MVP caliber year, putting up great numbers. He really is. But he's only got like six more games that he can miss before he's ineligible. Look, wouldn't that be uh, an interesting end to the season if if Embiid only plays 63 games with the season that he's having and and, and is ineligible for MVP? I, I, I gave you this question before we started this recording was that could you imagine the question marks that would go up around an MVP voting if like two of the top three people that are up there at the moment both became ineligible. So let's say, for example, you know, Joker wins MVP, but arguably Embiid had had a better season when he was actually playing. Would that take away from Joker winning it? It's like when they talk about the Lakers winning the chip in the bubble and everyone's like, oh, it's got an asterisk next to it because it was in the bubble. Would that be the same thing? You know, oh, no, J- I Jason- got to live at a resort and yeah. play basketball. Oh, know, my life is so hard. But you know, Jason Tatum wins the MVP this season or, or SGA, who are probably you know, that maybe just that second tier yeah. at the moment behind Embiid and, and Joker, for example, and Giannis. If one of those guys wins it because someone like Joker or Giannis or all of them are Is it always going to be the question mark? Yeah. MVP and then are they going to go back to just allowing anybody to win it? See, I I think they need to put something in place. They what they what I think the NBA is trying to do is you know the load management and all that stuff is that they're trying to make sure that you're getting the best players on the court as often as possible because they want that for the TV marquee matchups and those sorts of things. So today's game, Philly were playing Denver. Yeah, and MVP's like I'm I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, Mark got knee soreness. Yeah, so you know the NBA want him playing that game because people are going to watch it. Yeah, people, they, it's a business. They want to make money. It's money, money, money. But no, that's that's just all I wanted to bring up is whether there's going to be a question mark around I it agree if, with if, you. if that uh, say Embiid and someone else maybe doesn't play enough games. No, I'm I'm with you 100. percent Like obviously someone like Ja Morant, okay, he had his suspension, but then also his shoulder. If he had done his shoulder now. 
yeah. and hadn't had the suspension, so had played 45 games or whatever, and they're doing a shoulder. You can understand him not winning the MVP, yeah, not playing 100%. enough games. But if you've just got little niggles and players sitting out, I can see why the NBA are, are trying to do this. Yeah, 100%. The trade season is nearly upon us, Fossil, and we've Not already seen a move. We've Not already seen a move go. this week. Another thing that's happened: Miami making a move, sending Kyle Lowry and a future first-round pick to the Charlotte Hornets for Terry Rozier. Thank God. Now we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, where we talked about Rozier being a trade target. He's got Did, value, man. He's got value. He's, he's had a great season. He knows how to get buckets. He's had a great season. And for that's a trash one thing shot. Miami needs is someone that can help him out and get in buckets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, that, that's where I'm getting at. Is for, for you, does this move the needle for Miami? Look, uh, it, it adds an extra point to them. Yep. Um, I know we've just done our gradings on them and that sort of thing, but I still think they're still sitting at that C plus, B minus. Look, we're, and we, we keep talking about how traditional point guards aren't essentially required in the NBA anymore, and Kyle Lowry's one of those few traditional point guards that's still around i know he's 37 years old but he's got championship experience does he does he stay with charlotte well the all talk around it is that uh charlotte uh, he's never going to play for charlotte i i don't think he will i think i mean at this point in his career you know you could move him to the knicks for example for two second round picks I think that's value for him at the does moment. He, does he want to go to a contender, though? Because he is 37. Yeah, of course he does. But I'm just using your Knicks as an example because they need all the help they can get now that Julius Randle is need another small. shoulder. We don't but, need another small. Look, you're right. But anyway, I think value for him at the moment. I don't think you're going to get another first rounder for Kyle Lowry. Not no. at this point in his career. No. His production in Miami has not been fantastic. So I think that... I think even like a um, buyout or a waiver might be on the cards for him because yeah. I'm not I'm not sure I think Charlotte would prefer on, to move him if yeah, they, they can would. get someone to absorb his contract and not have to take anything back and but just if they get put a couple it, if of they wave assets. if they wave him yeah and someone else picks him up they don't have to worry about his contract anyway yeah exactly right so, so the, I don't think the financials are as big of a deal now that Charlotte's been sold and Michael Jordan isn't paying for everything I think it's more if the he still has some value and if they can get something for him that they can use to help their rebuilding process like a future pick. But it's 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 good to see another team that isn't Toronto uh, pull pull the trigger on a trade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I'm I have every feeling that our next podcast next week, ninety seven percent of it's probably gonna be in trades. Well, considering that we'll record early February, it'll be our next recording. We're going to be getting really close to the very, deadline. Very, very close to I think to there's going to have to be deadline. a deadline special as well. Oh, I don't mind that. I think we're going to need to because I feel like there's going to be a lot of movement. I think Toronto are going to make more moves. The Hawks are going to make more moves. I think Detroit are going to make more moves. Lakers need to do something. Like There's still a lot to come, obviously. But I think this does help Miami. It gets them another scoring option. Um, oh, 100%. Rosier comes in. He's an in. upgrade. 
and he he's, he'll get buckets for you. Yep. He's he's like a Jordan Clarkson. Yep. He's like Jamal Croft used to be back in the day, coming off that bench, like Jamano Ginobili, coming off that bench, and he's just going to get buckets for you, and he's going to shore up that second line with your Duncan Robinson, um, your Tyler Hero, and that sort of thing. Yeah, he will. He'll do that, and he'll, he'll get minutes, he'll get buckets, but I think it also helps Charlotte. Charlotte need to do something. They need to really blow this up and start again. Um, so, you know, Gordon Haywood, buy out, trade, do whatever you have to do. They just need to rebuild. They just yeah. need to drop everything. Jordan's gone now. They need so to. It's time time for Charlotte just to to start trying to get back to their heyday. They need to throw every conceivable bucket of money at Sam Presti. So for those playing at home, he's the GM of OKC and engineered their rebuild and get him in there to do that. Like that's the only way they're going to become relevant in the NBA again is to try and rebuild through the draft. They tried to go and get. Gordon Haywood and, and threw a bunch of money at him and it just didn't work. It was a good play at the time, but I think he was in the downward tra- trajectory yeah. of his career. And injuries just didn't help him. Oh, he's, he's had a horrible run with yeah. injuries. I'm thinking the last thing on your mind when you got to the arena tonight was, you know what, at the end of this game, I'm probably going to be talking to Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and Candace Parker. Uh, but yeah, here no, you that are. Was, that was not the first thing. That was not the first thing. This is a, dr- <laughs> a dream come true. It's an honor to get to talk to all of y'all. Next thing on the list is the All-Star starting fives have been returned. Returned, announced. Same thing. Yep. Um, But they are going back to the standard East First West. Thank goodness. Um, There's none of this draft or anything anymore. Um, And in the Eastern Conference, we have the Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo led the voting and joined by the Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid. Boston Celtics uh, for Jason Tatum and Indiana Pacers guard Tyrese Halliburton and Bucks guard Damian Lillard. Now, Deuce, I think that's worth just looking at that to start off with before we get into the West and just quietly well done on pronouncing Giannis' surname because that is one of the trickiest things to do. I th- I've been practicing. I'm impressed. Look, the only issue I have with the East starters is that I'm not sold on Damian Lillard. No, neither. I think Jalen Brunson has been incredible for the Knicks. And I'm not just saying that because you're my best mate and you're a Knicks fan. He has been incredible. He's legit. He, he is. is legit the face of the Knicks franchise at the moment. Absolutely he is. And he deserves to be. And he is flat out balling. But, yeah, look. The, like, others, I, the others I don't have a problem with. Giannis, Embiid, Tatum, and Tyrese, the smiling assassin. They're all, who's, they're all having great years. Absolutely. And Tyrese is one of our favorite players, so we bang on him about about him a lot. But I I think like Brunson's going to obviously play in the All-Star game, yes. but I think he's unlucky to not get the start. Yeah, 100%. Lead. Like I feel like Damian Lillard got in there on his reputation. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but And I, I guess they are second in the East, so you're usually looking at a couple of players from like the first couple of teams. Um, so if there wasn't another one from the Boston Celtics up there, you probably like, but I, I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. I think Brunson was probably robbed. I think so. I mean, again, you can make a similar argument on, on those lines about best teams, best players um, about Tyrese Maxey. Yep. He's been fantastic again for Philly. We've mentioned already in the pod that Embiid's missed a chunk of games. But it's been, but they, it's been Maxi's first year of everyone kind of going, whoa. Okay. Yeah, so he's not getting those reputation votes. Yeah. Where at least Tyrese Halliburton 
kind of was on the scene a little bit last towards the end of last year. Yeah. Like we never no one expected him to put up the numbers he's been putting up this year. Oh, it's been phenomenal. But he's he's been the the main guy in Indiana since that trade. Yes. So you can see how he's getting the votes behind him. Um, and especially after the play in tournament where he got a lot more publicity um, out in the community and that sort of thing because a lot of people tuned into that and they'd never not never normally watch an Indiana game. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so it's a small I, market it's, team. I can and- see why he's up there, but no, hundred percent in grants. Um, I'm that's the only one on question is yeah. Damien Lillard. Look, going out into the West, I think the first thing we need to mention is that LeBron James has been selected as an All Star State starter again. It will be his 20th All-Star game. It just is the add it most, to the list of achievements. It like. is the most in league history. So if we could just insert a little golf clap here that we play at the end of the podcast, that'd be wonderful because that's what he deserves. Like that is just a phenomenal effort for anyone. It just it, It's just a tribute to his longevity, his preparation, the way he looks after himself, the way he looks after his body. We, we question you know, Luca's commitment to the weight room, Zion's commitment to the weight room. LeBron, you never question anything like that. Like, that is just the most ridiculous thing. And I'm pretty sure there's only been maybe one or two seasons where he's missed significant time with injuries. Absolutely. I'm struggling to think of many where he's missed a big chunk. Like, you know, you look at MJ's career, there was the his third season, I think it was, where he broke his foot and missed 60-odd games or whatever it was. I Kobe can't think of Achilles. Any- Kobe did Achilles. Um, but, no, he had, he had that ankle issue... Um, a few just after the bubble, I'm pretty sure. In yeah, the season t- after that, where he missed a good chunk. He came back for the finals, but he, but again, he didn't it, it have the explosivness been, yeah, that he needed. And, but it might have been six weeks or a month that he yeah. missed, not you know chunks of seasons. But anyway, um, the rest of the starters in the West, you start off with Nug Center, Nikola Jokic, Phoenix forward, Kevin Durant, the guards, Luca from Dallas, yep, and SGA from OKC. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mind it. I've got no issue with that at all. Like, we literally just talked about um, SGA being second-tier MVP voting and that sort of stuff, so he deserves to be in there. Um, there's OKC sitting second. I think they're almost tied for first. I think they're only, like, half a game behind yep. Minnesota at the moment. If, if they're not top, they're they're right there or thereabouts. So there's, he, he deserves to be in there with his team playing so well and him being the face of that franchise. Well, here you go. Thunder are actually now half a game ahead. Oh, the there you go. Yeah. Um, again, if you're looking at players that might have been unlucky, someone like Ant Edwards. Yes, very unlucky. Yeah, he could be, he's unlucky. But again, who would you put him in there instead of? That That's the argument. Um, you know, again, Kawhi, he's been fantastic. Kawhi is having could, his best season in a while does Kawhi deserve to start over Durant for example yeah there's these sorts of little arguments that maybe could I be guess, had I guess I would say yes just because the Clippers are doing better yeah Clippers are, Clippers are 30 and 14 they're one and a half games behind OKC whereas you know Phoenix 26 and 19 like yeah. Durant has kept them afloat because Book had been injured and Beal oh, had been Durant, injured Durant has been and he's having a great there. season there's no no argument around it but again it's it's those little things where you just look at it and go look, you know, Minnesota second in the West they've been leading the West basically the whole season and they have no one represented we've, we've always talked about how the fan voting in this is just a popularity contest it is. and it doesn't really come down to them 
having all-star caliber years a lot of the time. I know they changed it around so that the fan vote like counted for less in the overall voting. But if you get enough fans voting for you, you're still going to be a starter. Yeah, yeah. And look, again, like I said, I don't really have much argument with what's happened in the West. So presumably it's going to be pretty easy to fill out the benches. Yes. You know, you, there's not going to be right. too many surprises, I would have thought. Pop quiz. Who's your first one in the bench in the West? Kawhi. Kawhi going in? Yeah. And the East? In the East? It has to be Brunson. It has to be Brunson. All right. Yeah. I think, again, you make the argument for Steph. Is there anybody this year who you think is going to get their first nod? Or Has Maxi been an all-star? No. Nah. Maxi. Maxi. You? And Edwards was in there last year, wasn't he? I'm not sure off the top of my head. No, neither. But, but oh, and, he, it, and it'd be the next one. He would be the next one to get yeah. get a nod. Um, you're probably thinking Go Bear or maybe even Big Cat gets, See, gets a nod because maybe, they're doing think, so well. But again, I'm still not sure if they would. Yeah. You know, Anthony, Anthony Davis deserves to be in there. Steph Curry will be in there. Um, De'Aaron Fox, DeMarcus Sabonis, these guys, like, they're all having great seasons. You could yeah. even make an argument for Chet or Webby to get a nod. Yeah, true. I don't know if they will, but again, you know, they're having great seasons too. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they fill out the rosters. Like PG, does he deserve another nod? Does does Harden? He has been playing well for the Clippers. Mm. Is it enough to get him an All Star nod? He probably will get up there. I mean, I hope not. I hope anyway. not either. But I, I reckon you're right. All right. Um, but then, you, like we said, you go out into the East, Bancaro. But yeah, Bankero. He's been fantastic and he deserves a nod. No, he does. He, 100% he does. He hasn't had one. Porzingis has been fantastic for Boston. True, true. Yeah, the, would would Jalen Brown get in there over him though? I know we keep saying that he's had an underwhelming season, but his stats... The only ah, reason to the only reason that we say that Jalen Brunson has been underwhelming this season is because he has the biggest contract in the NBA. Oh, yeah. If he was on 100 million less overall, we'd be like, Jalen Brunson's playing amazing. He's a steal. He's a yeah, steal exactly. of $100 million that, less. So, so that's all it is. It's just, that's just a purely dollars thing. Um, but, you know, Kyle Kuzma has been fantastic for Washington. They haven't won anything. No. Nah. And, you know, again, he's not going to get a nod. He's but, you know, there, there's a lot of players like that. Trey, Trey Young has been playing better of late. Yeah. Still probably hasn't done enough to get an all-star nod, but he might. Murray. I'd still take Trey over DeJounte. Trey over. No. But again, he probably he, he might still get it. He doesn't right. deserve My it. My favorite part of All-Star Weekend, three-point shooting contest. Who do you reckon is going to get the nod in that one? Depends who's put their hand up. I've seen that Dame's put his hand up to be in it, but have they announced the full rosters yet? They have not. So that just, be- this is just this is just me Steph. thinking Steph off the top is, head. Steph, Steph is the, the best Steph, shooter. Steph wants to go in it. Steph is the best shooter There was in the world. talk that they were getting um, Sabrina... Inescu. Inescu in because she set the record for the most ever made Dude, she can shoot yeah she can flat out shoot so there's, she's got there's, her own signature sneaker as well yeah. they're apparently really good yeah. playing um but there's talk that she that'd might cool. get a nod to go against the guys that'd be cool um i know sam hauser from boston yeah um, he's been try- shooting the heck out of it they're trying to get him in duncan robinson is isaiah trying to get joe in. at okay there's a lot of names there's a lot could. of good shooters yeah. buddy healed yep. is usually one of those names up there but um, it's probably probably my favorite event because the All Star Game is just a bit of a letdown these days. The All Star Game is trash. The skills competition hit and miss. Dunk comp, 
again, it's hit and miss. Like it, nothing will compare to Gerald Green's cupcake dunk, in my opinion. That's but I, I guess we'll, uh, I guess we'll do a bit of an update when they start releasing. Yeah, some more once, information on it. once there's some rosters, we can put out our predictions. Who's in the studio now? Luka Doncic. Special guest. And, and look, I need to explain something because so for you folks out there who said, how can they have Luka Doncic in the studio? If nobody knew who made the All-Stars until we unveiled it right here. Look, he's in town to play the Hawks. Righto, George. This is getting towards the end of our latest episode. But I'm just going to throw you a bit of a curveball here. Um, This is something that I actually saw on the internet the other day. And I know you're not big on social media, so I thought it'd be fun just to have a bit of a a go with you. So what I'm going to happen is I am going to give you a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. And you are going to have to name the eight teams in the NBA that have three-word names. Three-word names. Three-word names. Okay. So, I have a minute up on the timer here. And you are going to go. So, on three, you're going to start naming them off. And I'm going to tell you yes or no. So, are you ready? Yep. All right. Three. Two, one, go. Golden State Warriors. Yes. Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. Los Angeles Clippers. Yes. San Antonio Spurs. Yes. Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes. New York Knicks. Yes. Uh, okay, that's six. 45 seconds. Yeah. Just think, trying to run through teams. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, does that count? Yes, it does. Yeah, okay. Um, so you got one more. Yep, 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 yep. New Orleans Pelicans. Yep, there we go. Took you 31 seconds. Boom, could have done it in 45. Yeah, there you go. It was pretty simple. I gave him the, the option before, but he he just heard that for the first time. When yeah, he was I had no here, And I said, all right, minute or 45, because I thought a minute was pretty easy, um, and he smashed it out of the park. But those though, all those teams have three-word names. I like it. That was a, that was a fun one, Foss. Yeah, there we go. Um, but... We're going to try, oh, well, I'm going to try to be on social media a bit more and start posting some stuff. So make sure you jump on, give us a like and a follow. Um, And I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Peace. Peace. Catch you guys on the flippity flip.